All right. Good morning, church. How you guys doing? Doing good. You ready to just get into God's presence today? Amen. I was asking the Lord how to start this morning. And um, the word I heard was come and come expecting. And I asked him yesterday, I was like, what, what verse should we start off tonight, today with? And we're going to read from Revelation 22, verses 16 and 17. Um, let's all stand, if you can. So John has a revelation, the revelation from Jesus. And in Revelation 22, 16 through 17, Jesus says this to him. He says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. How many of you desire? How many of you desire the water of life? You know, not too long ago, we talked about the river of life and the rivers of life flowing here. And I believe we can jump into that and come expecting that. Amen? So let's do it. Let me pray and we'll worship. Father, we give you all the praise and glory. We come before you with expectation, desiring your rivers of water, of life. And we ask you to flood us with them today. We open up our hearts to you, and we give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we move into communion, like us to sing this song again, a part of it, but I want to encourage all of us with some words. How many of you have, from scripture, how many of you have ever felt like maybe your love for Jesus is not all it should be, or maybe you feel like Jesus might not love you the way you really desire? I know I've been there, both sides of it, and I've been reading through a book again called Beautiful Outlaw, and uh, it's all about Jesus. He's the beautiful outlaw, and you'd have to read it to understand it, but it talks about the personality of Jesus, and one of his personalities is that he had the most human face of all, and what that means is that he didn't come here pretending. He didn't have the, the upper hand, so to speak, just because he was God. He laid down his glory and came to this earth as a man, and he experienced and went through everything that we went through. And he felt what we felt. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every, every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. When Jesus was on the cross in Matthew 22, right before he died, in verse 45 and 46, it says, Now from the sixth hour, which was noon, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour, 3 p.m. 
And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He felt deeply. He was called the man of sorrow for a reason. In Psalm 22, when he cried this out, he was pointing back to Psalm 22. And this psalm is all about Jesus. David had a prophetic psalm here. And I want to read a good portion of it. Psalm 22, verse 1. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry by day, but, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they put... And you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from, my, from the womb. You made me trust at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from birth. Sorry, on you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death, for dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But Jesus says, but you, O Lord... Or so David prophesies this. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. Jesus felt everything we feel. He knows exactly how we're feeling. He knows every temptation we go through. He knows what it is to suffer loss of loved ones. He, his stepfather, Joseph, died, and he was not able to raise him for whatever reason. And he went through that loss. He went through the grief of his cousin passing away and being killed by a politician. He knows what it is to see pain and to feel pain and to be tired and weary. He didn't have the upper hand some superpower to sustain him. He relied on the Holy Spirit just like we have to rely on the Holy Spirit. He relied on his Father just like we have to rely on the Father. He demonstrated to us how to live this life as human beings. And the more that I know Jesus in this way, the more that we can grasp that he knows and understands and can help us, the more we can fall in more in love with him because he knows he understands. He feels. 
And so I want to sing this uh, bridge and chorus again. And then we'll come back and do communion. But as we sing it, see Jesus as the one who knows, who feels, who can identify with everything you're feeling. And he wants to take care of you and love you the way you long for. And let us love him the way that he longs for us to love him. Amen. So let's sing that again. And then we'll come back and take communion. If you're new here, or this is your first or second time, uh, we are going to take communion now, and we have two tables up front. Uh, the center plate in the middle of the table is for those that might be gluten-free. Otherwise, just take from the plates on the outsides. Um, you can all come down the center aisles and then wrap yourselves back around to your seats, and then we will take together. So come on down. you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you. We love you, Jesus. We love you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us and going through everything that you went through for us. Thank you for identifying with us and caring for us the way you do. We praise you, Jesus. Before we take, just take a moment, close your eyes, and if there's anything you need to repent of, take this moment to do that before we eat together. Just ask the Lord to forgive you and just set your heart on him, and then we'll come back and take together. Corinthians 11. Paul says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us eat together. Jesus, we thank you for your body that was broken for us, for our healing in every facet. We thank you so much. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. 
Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us drink together. Jesus, we thank you for your blood shed for us, cleansing us of all sin and setting us free from sin. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. We're going to sing another song. Uh, Feel free to come up to the front if you would like to come up and just uh, surrender in that way. Um, But let us just keep coming and expecting God to speak to us. Jesus, we surrender to you. We surrender to you. We open our hearts. We open our hands, our arms to you, and we surrender to you, Jesus. Thank you for loving us. We love you. We love you. Just tell them we love you. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. The Lord wants you to know that he loves you. Everybody say, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Everybody just take a deep breath and just let it out. Just breathe in the peace and the rest that the Lord has for you right now. Take another deep breath in and breathe it out. Just rest. Jesus, we rest in you. You are the lamb and we belong to you. You are the shepherd and we belong to you. We are your sheep. We trust you, Jesus. We trust you. children. Uh, Our nursery is open. Uh, Our littles, four four through six, is going to be open as soon as we're done here, and you can take your kids there. Um, What are the other? If you're new here, if this is your first time here, or second time, or if you've been coming for a little while, 
uh, and haven't let us know that you have been here, please do. Uh, there is a connection card somewhere in the seat in front of you. You can grab that and fill it out, and we will send you an email letting you know that we're so thankful that you came. Uh, on that card, you can put down your prayer requests, you can put down your praise reports, and uh, let us know what's going on. We will pray for you during this week. And um, yeah, we are here for you. So we're so glad that you're here. And um, yeah, hope you enjoy it. Uh, this will be a time now that you can also give. Uh, there's two buckets up here and our box in the back next to the door uh, to bring tithes and offerings. Today, uh, I'm not speaking. We have Reverend Jeremy and Jocelyn Gall. They are speaking. How many, uh, how many of you are excited for that? I have been excited for that. Um, if you would like to give to them, uh, we support them monthly as a church. So when you give, you know, we are, we are supporting them as a church. But if you would like to give over and above, uh, feel free to do that. You can just mark on your offering envelope, um, Reverend Jeremy. Uh, you can also go on to their website if you want to give directly to them that way as well, jeremygallministries.com. But uh, Jeremy and Jocelyn travel evangelizing the gospel all over the world. And so we're very excited to hear them speak today. And um, yeah, I think that's about all. So feel free, get up, say hi to a few people. Uh, we'll take about eight minutes, I think, still, and then we'll come back. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, I'm going to give a few announcements if you want to find your way to your seats. Um, so first one for, if anyone's a young adult in here, 18 to 28, raise your hand. Oh, we got a couple fibbers in the back there. Um, so we're having, um, end of summer party on the 12th this coming Tuesday, um, at Ellen Jake Rose's house. So if anyone is interested in going and doesn't already have information, please see me. Um, after service or email me. It's just my name, sydney at ecfchurch.org. And um, so, yeah, if you have, need any details, please see me. We're just hanging out, playing games, eating food. And then in a couple weeks after that, we're going to start a new series on Hebrews. So after that, it'll be second and fourth Tuesday where we'll have a Bible study here. And so I hope to see you at both of those. Um, next is Men to Men is this Saturday, and that's by Rich Horneman leads that, and it's really great. There's, I think, like 20 to 30 guys that come sometimes, so it's a really great atmosphere to be in. Um, if you're a man of any age, you're welcome to go, and it's at 8 a.m., first and third Saturday at the Rose Center, which is the white building right up here when you drive in, and... Yeah, and then last announcement is we have a worship night. Who Raise your hand if you enjoy worship. Okay, raise your hand if you're not raising your hand because that's <laughs> what. Um, so whether you enjoy it or not, we're, we're literally made for it. So I would encourage you to come out. Um, it's, it'll be roughly an hour, um, come and go as you please. It'll be 7 p.m. September 29th, and that'll be here in the sanctuary. So we're excited to partner with New Beginnings Church too for that. So we'll have some of them helping out for worship and leading prayer. So just come if you, if you don't have any idea what to expect, I still encourage you to come. 
if you're not a worship person, musician person, I still encourage you to come because we're going to be worshiping Jesus for all eternity. So you might as well start now. And yeah, so (laughs) hope to see you there. The worship nights are always wonderful, so you don't want to miss them. Um, They're just a great time for us to get get together, and we're going to need it more. In the days ahead, we're going to need to be in the presence of the Lord more together, doing life together in that way, and so make that a priority if you can. Uh, For offering, I just wanted to read a scripture and encourage us all. Uh, Luke 6, 37 and 38, it says, Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed press down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. And, um, you know, the Lord, he is an extravagant giver. And I can go through a week and find myself worrying about money quicker than you could blink your eyes. Anybody else join me once in a while? Yeah, you're like, or you're at the store and you're like, I really actually need this right now. And I have the money, but I don't want to spend it because I'm worried. And uh, you get afraid. And the Lord's been checking my heart because he's the extravagant giver. And he says, if we give and we live a generous life, we can trust him to give and provide for us. How many of you remember the story of uh, Jesus at the wedding and he turned the water into wine? They say that the amount of wine he made was like 908 bottles. Like if you took the six sized uh, containers, you know, he always he fed the he fed the multitudes and he'd had fed five. He felt was more than it was 5000 men, but it was like could easily be 10,000 to 12,000 people, women and children. And he had baskets of food left over, right? He's an extravagant giver. Every morning we get to wake up and there's a sunrise and there's a sunset and there's fresh air and there's new flowers. Every season brings something new. He gives to us. And so we can trust him. And when we give like him and live like him in every area of our life, we can trust that he's going to supply for us. So I just want to encourage you, don't worry. As you give, trust him. Amen? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you are the generous, extravagant giver, and we just entrust our life into your hands. We entrust all of our finances into your hands. Everything that you have given us, every material possession, we entrust into your hands, and we keep our hands open, Lord, so that we can give like you, and we trust you to supply every one of our needs. We ask you to multiply every gift that was given, Lord, today. And uh, just help us to use it wisely for the kingdom and to uh, build your kingdom and to reach lost souls. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so are you guys ready for Reverend Jeremy and Jocelyn? Yes? Give them a big hand. They're coming up here. We come expecting today. Hello, everybody. Amen. How are y'all doing? Good, good, good. Everybody say, I'm leaving different. I'm leaving say, I'm leaving better. better. I'm leaving better. 
Amen. Like I always used to say, I'm just, I used to just say I'm leaving different, and then I thought, well, you don't want to leave worse, so we added better. Amen. <laughs> but so good to be back with you guys today. Always, we're so honored. i got to be careful with this. So, uh, no, it's all right. I'm going to come down anyways. So, uh, praise God. I'm excited. How many are excited? I believe God has something in store for us. My name is Jeremy Gall. For those of you who don't know me, I'm an evangelist, and this is my wife, Jocelyn. Been married 25 years this year. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> 20, 20 years traveling together in full-time ministry this year also. This is a big year for us, and we've been to 28 states and nine countries so far. Praise God. God's been faithful. Uh, every place we've gone, we've found that Jesus is alive. How many believe it today? Amen. And he's here today with us. Jocelyn, you had something you wanted to share. You yeah, had something on your I heart. just, um, you know, I, I usually just let him do this part. And I was like, I just sitting there. I just kept, God was speaking to me about some things. So I just wanted to mention things. Well, we just got back from dropping our son off at Rama Bible College uh, out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And, um, you know, like, I'm a mom, right? I mean, that's hard. Who else is an empty nester? We are officially empty nesters. <laughs> Who else has gone through that season? If you have a child now, raise your hand. You will go through that season coming up someday. And it's crazy how fast it comes up. It's like a blink of an eye. And you, you know, I just saw someone carrying a baby. And I was just like, I feel like my son was just there. I mean, oh my goodness, I just can't believe how fast it goes. And so we just dropped them off, and or my son off. My daughter's been she there. She's already there, yeah. She graduated um, this year uh, from the pastoral group, the third year um, uh, program. And um, she's now working for the college, and she's staying out there, and they're rooming together to get him used to the school and everything. And so I'm just excited for them and everything. But gosh, it's hard. It's hard to just send your kids and go, you know, tell them, go pray, believe God, you know, hear from God, know what you're to do, and then to trust that God's got them when you send them, right? It's, it's so important though to just trust that he is taking care of our kids, whether Amen. we're sending them to school, whether we're sending them to college, whether we send them to another country, whatever he calls us to do, we're to trust him that he's able to like fulfill it. He's able to protect us. Yes. And yes. so, um, there was, you know, uh, the song that we were singing a little bit ago, it was, I'll give you everything, right? It was saying that and throughout it, I'll give you everything. Just, I'll give you everything. Well, what does that look like, actually? That looks like, you know, these moments when it's like, gosh, it's hard to send your kid where they're supposed to go next. Like, it's so funny because our whole lives, you know, we've been in ministry all this time. And, you know, we have taught our kids, yeah, go and do what God's called you to do. Seek God, you know, now. My son's talking about all these, you know, countries that he wants to go to. And I might be a missionary here and I might be a missionary here and my daughter the same. And I'm like, did I tell them to do that? Oh my gosh, I want them to live next door, you know? But, um, you know, this is just real, right? We, we all, you know, go through this kind of stuff. But it took me to a story that I've heard of. And uh, it's from Jonathan Goforth. He was a missionary a long time ago. And, um, he was, God told him to go 
and to travel into um, the parts of this country that he was in and uh, to take his family with him when he went. And his wife was nervous and afraid that his kids would get sick because this was a long time ago. This is when there was all kinds of disease and, you know, things going on and, and tribes that would attack people and things like that when missionaries would go out, right? And so she was afraid to take her kids, you know, and go with him to these, you know, unreached areas. And um, this is a quote that he said, um, and I just encourage you to, to take this to heart. It, he said, Rose, I am so sure this plan is of God that I fear for the children if you disobey his call. The safest place for the children is in the path of duty. Hallelujah. He can and will keep the children safe if you trust him and step out in faith. But praise God, right? Doesn't that all, like, just, gosh, I mean, doesn't that just make you think, you know? It's really true. The safest path is in the path of duty, right? In, in the path of believing God, in the path of stepping out in what he's calling you to do, whether that's for a child, whether that's for yourself, the safest place for you. And you know, this world, it's not looking great, right? There's times when you turn on the news and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> this is nuts. Why does this world look this way right now, right? But the safest place for you is always in the path of duty to Amen. God. Whatever he calls you to do, he'll take care of you. He'll take care of your kids. Whatever he calls you to do, just be in his path. Yes, so yes, I just yes. Amen. <laughs> Good word. Praise God. Amen. Thank God. It is safe. No matter what's going on in the world, thank you, Lord. We're in this world, but not of this world. Amen. We're of his kingdom. Praise God. We, this has been a busy, busy year for us. Like Jocelyn said, moved our son to Oklahoma. We spent, um, a month in the Balkans in ministering in Albania and North Macedonia, uh, end of, end of May and most of June. And, uh, praise God. God's faithful. Uh, this church, you were there with us. You guys support us and you were in the Balkans with us. Uh, we got a literal Macedonian call, like the, like, like the book of Acts, that the church in Macedonia said, come and help us, literally, you know, we need evangelists. And we went. It's a tougher part of the world. You know, the Balkans, of course, politically has always, you know, been cut up and divided so many times into, uh, as re- you know, back to the Roman times, but, you know, as recently as the 90s when the UN was there. And you, a lot of you guys remember that. So, um, but the, religiously, there's been conflict. It's about 50-50 in the countries we were in. 50% uh, percent Muslim and then 50% percent Orthodox Christianity. And any kind of Protestant uh, is just barely measures on the, you know, whether we're talking Baptist or Pentecostal or Methodist or whatever, barely measures on the on the percentages. You know, it's like one or, one or less. Uh, but thank God Jesus is alive. And we went. And uh, there's no, like, for example, in Albania, there's only, I think it was two or three churches in the entire country that have more than 100 people. Of any kind of Protestant church, only two or three in the entire nation that have more than 100 people. But uh, we went there, praise God. We just saw God do amazing things. We saw people call on Jesus' name and get born again. We got to encourage the people of God, our brothers and sisters over there. We saw God do amazing miracles and healings. Jesus is still healing today. How many believe it? Amen. He's still a healer today. 
went, I was in this one church. Uh, Jocelyn and I, we were ministering. Cohen was with us. And it was a Roma church. We call them gypsies, but they called it, they, they called themselves Roma, the Roma people. And we were ministering in this church. And this young girl, nine years old, came in. And she limped in with her mom. And when I was starting to pray for people, just from the front, I saw her rubbing this little girl's leg as we were going to getting ready to pray, you know. And I said, bring her up here. And we prayed for her. God instantly healed her leg. And she walked normal back to her seat. Praise God. No more limp. Uh, through the interpreter, they said she either had it from birth or from when she was just, you know, for years. It had been that way for a long time. But Jesus instantly healed her. Amen. And there was such an excitement in this service. I said, all right, now I'm going to pray for everybody in your seats. They just started coming up. And we prayed and somebody testified to a healing. And I said, all right, great. Now please sit down. We're going to pray for everybody right where you're at. They just kept on coming up. And they and just like, they just kept on coming four times. I said, please go back to your seat, you know. And just, I'm telling you, I felt like I was running to keep up. It was just like the glory of God and just a testimony. You know, I, I would, this was going on for 11 years. I'm healed. I couldn't move this for years. Now I'm healed. And people were just flooding the front. And Jesus was doing it. Amen. And I felt like I felt like I could have just left the room and just said, you know, <laughs> praise God. Tell me how it turns out. You know, Jesus is the healer. Amen. And uh, we saw so many things like that in another church service in another city in Albania. A man came in, arm totally paralyzed, hadn't moved it in I don't know how long and uh, just frozen to his side. Full range of movement, instantly restored. We got his testimony on video during the service. Amen. Hallelujah. That sounds like Jesus, doesn't it? That sounds like the Jesus of the Bible. He's still the same today. He's still doing what he did in Bible times in our times. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Aren't you thankful for him? He's not a watered down Jesus. He has not hung up his his miracle working hat. Amen. <laughs> he is still in the setting people free business. Amen. Because he loves people. And we saw just amazing things there. You know, I, that particular service really stood out to me at that Roma church because it was just like it was almost overwhelming to the point where I felt like I was going to fall over. I mean, just the people were just coming up and just pop, 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 pop healings, you know. Praise God. But, uh, you know, I want to say this. I've never seen anything on the mission field, what we call the mission field. You know, you can't really show me on a map where the mission field is, right? Where's the border? You know, where is it? Where does it start? Where does it end? That's something that we came up with. Uh, Bible said go into all nations. That's this nation. That's the nation next door. That's the nation 3,000 miles from here. Just go wherever there's people. Bring them Jesus. Amen. That could be right here in Erie or that could be in, you know, places we've been. Russia, Vietnam, Albania. But uh, I've never seen anything on what we call the mission field that I haven't seen here in the United States. Somebody say amen. And I say that for a purpose because there's this misconception. People say, well, miracles happen on the mission field. Like I said, my first question is, well, where's the mission field? You know, you show me where it is on a map and you know somebody who needs a miracle. Let's buy them a plane ticket and get them there. Amen. No, miracles happen wherever Jesus is and people believe in him. Amen. And he's here today. Everybody say he's here today. Thank the Lord. He's not just Jesus in Africa or India or Albania. He's Jesus in Erie, Pennsylvania. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And he is a dead raising. Hallelujah. His sick healing. Captive setting free Jesus here. Just like he is everywhere. Praise God. I'm emotional about it this morning. I'm going to try to hold it together for y'all. Amen. <laughs> uh, First John. If you have a Bible. Let's go to First John. Chapter 4. We'll start in verse 1. And uh, thank you, Lord. Jesus is alive. Amen. He's, he's a precious and wonderful Savior. He's the same. You've heard about him, I'm sure, most of you. And, and the, the Jesus on the pages of this Bible, praise God. That's our Savior. He's not, don't let, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but we don't want to let the, the hardness and the curse that's on this world change our perception of who Jesus is. Are you hearing me? We, 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 we need to have a Bible savior, not one that's been adapted to fit common experience by what happens on this earth. But we got to remember, he's the Jesus of the Bible. Amen? So, uh, whatever gets you to John chapter 4, 1 John, excuse me, 1 John chapter 4. Turn pages, press buttons, scroll, unroll your papyrus scroll. Amen? Whatever gets you to 1 John 4. <laughs> I'm going to start in 1. And we're going to read through four, very famous scripture. Uh, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. Uh, This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that it is coming, and now it is already in the world. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Come on now, is this blessing anybody this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say, the greater one is in me. It's a famous scripture. It's a scripture I'm sure most of you are familiar with. But I'm telling you, if this was the only scripture you had for the rest of your life, it would be enough to give you victory every day. Amen. The greater one is inside of you, praise God. Let's look at this again for a minute. This starts off, verse 4, it says, you are from God. Man, that's enough right there. That's going to get you through any test or any trial. The Bible says, you are from God, amen. Come on, that's good right there. Thank you, Jesus, from God. Hallelujah. That was enough for David when he saw, heard about Goliath. Goliath was there threatening the people of God, threatening the Israelites, boasting, saying, send out somebody, send out a man, saying, you know. And David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? What was David saying? He says, see, I don't care how big he is. I don't care how strong he is. I don't care how powerful he is. I don't care about his military might. I don't care about the the numbers that he has with him. I'm from God. Isn't that what David said? All the natural circumstances were against him. His physical size was nothing compared to Goliath. He didn't have weapons to use like Goliath. He wasn't trained like Goliath. But at the end of the day, this very thought was enough to give David victory. He said, but I'm from God and this guy's not. Come on now. Is this helping anybody this morning? Amen. It says, you are from God, little children. Well, that was enough for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They they, they said, well, there's a furnace They said, that's all right, we're from God, amen? (laughs) I'm paraphrasing, of course, praise God. 
They ran out of, pastor mentioned it just a few minutes ago at the, at the wedding feast, you know. They ran out of wine. Mary said, that's all right. Jesus, my son, he's from God. He'll fix it. Amen. <laughs> you just, whatever he saith unto you, do it. Amen. And they did it. Praise God. He's from God. Praise. Amen. They came to Jesus, said, your friend Lazarus is sick. He said, did I not tell you? They said, if you believed, you'd see the glory of God. They said, man, he's been dead four days. He already stinks. He said, that's all right. We're, we're from God. We're doing God's work. Roll away the stone. Amen. I'm telling you, man, if we're the people of God, we ought to have God kind of stuff in our lives. How many believe it? I think it's an abstract thought to think that we're just going to bump through this life and look like everybody else and live like everybody else and face storms and trials like everybody else. And the only difference is that we go to church and, and other people don't know we're the people of God. He lives inside of us and things look different for the people of God. The Bible says so. Says there was a man who built his house on sand. There was another man who built his house on a rock. The same storm came. Are you hearing me? And there was a difference in how it turned out. What am I saying? Verse four, you are from God, little children. Man, that wasn't even the fullness of my message, but we could camp there for a week. Amen. You are from God. Everybody say, I am from God. So you are from God, little children. I remember this. My dad, he was a believer. He was the first in my family that got born again. He got born again while he was in the Marines after he got back from Vietnam. And he was down at Camp Lejeune in North Carolina. I told my buddy the story about it yesterday. And, and he, uh, he got invited by a Baptist friend to church. And he got saved. And he got born again, you know. And that set the course for my whole family, for me and now my kids in Bible school. And I always think, who was that Baptist guy? I don't know his name who just invited my dad to a Sunday night service, and now three generations have gone into ministry, you know. Isn't it amazing? But one time I was talking to my dad, I heard about this church. And this church was, uh, when I was younger, I heard about this church, and this church was getting ready to kind of, you know, stockpile stuff. You've heard, you know, move out into the woods, kind of. They were like this close to moving into a compound, you know. <laughs> I mean, they were getting ready to head out into the woods. And I said, man, dad, you hear about this church? It was in the Cleveland area, I said, I think they're just like, they're like two seconds away from a compound. That's what it feels like over there, you know? He says, I said, they're getting ready to hide out in the woods. My dad said, you know what? He said, it's the other guys who should be hiding in the woods. Somebody say amen. He said, it's the other guys who should be hiding in the woods. What am I talking about here? Isn't that how David felt? David didn't think it was the Israelites who should be crouching down. David didn't think it was the Israelites who should be hiding in the trenches. He said it should be the Philistines because we have a covenant with God. Come on, man. This is helping somebody, praise God. This is helping somebody, amen. Yeah, I guess David felt like that. And the Bible tells us that David was a man after God's own heart. Hallelujah. Amen. I hear the wheels turning, man. <laughs> Praise God. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Man, that simple truth. The greater one. Everybody say the greater one is in me. He's greater. 
I don't care what you're facing today. I don't care what's coming up against you. I don't care what brand of test and trial that you're particularly dealing with at this moment. God is greater. I can't, that simple truth has gotten me through so many tests and trials. I, there was times in my life that I needed to hear from God. Have you ever needed to hear from God? You needed direction. Thank God for his word, you know, but uh, thank God for his word. Every answer that you'll need is in the word. But sometimes there's very specific things like, should I go here? Should I marry this person? Should I do this? Should I get this job? And you just need to hear from God. Well, then you have the promises from the word that says he'll speak to you, that he will guide you. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. Amen. And I remember thinking, how, how, how? How can that happen? How can God, I don't know that I've ever, you know, I'm going back years. I don't know. Maybe God's led me before. I need to hear God about some things starting off in my life. And when I just got this idea that, you know what, God, nothing's impossible for him. Nothing's too hard for him. I don't know what it's going to take for me to hear from him, but I know that he's big enough to speak so that I could hear. Talking about the greater one. He said he'd guide me and he's greater than anything that could keep me from receiving his guidance. He's greater. Everybody say he's greater and say, and he lives in me. When I started off in healing ministry, I I, started off by God revealed John 14, 12 to me and John 14, 12, Jesus said, whosoever believeth in me. The works that I do, would they do also? I was reading, when I say he revealed it to me, I mean, I was reading it and all of a sudden it was like I'd never seen it before. Just kind of my eyes were open to it. Isn't it wonderful how God could open up the word to us? It was there all along. But the Holy Spirit will shed light on it and that light shines in our heart. And I saw this scripture. Jesus said, whosoever believeth in me, the works that I do, would they do also? And greater works than these because I go unto the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Praise God. And I saw that, but I, and, and, and all the, the insecurity and all the human insufficiency, which is very real, was, you know, right there in my thinking and right there. And I think, how can this happen? How can I pray for the sick and expect anything to change? And then he said, I see it was right there in the scripture. He said, because whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. And I thought, oh, he'll do it. He's the one who does it. He's the healer and he's the greater one. Amen. I don't know what people are facing. I don't know what might be going on, but I know this. Whatever it is, it's not greater than Jesus. Jesus is the greater one. Amen. We have human reasoning, carnal reasoning that tries to get in the way of what God wants to do in our life. We've been conditioned by the course of this world. There's a curse on this world. You can't look to what's normal in this world and what normally happens to to build expectation of what God wants to do in your life. Is this helping anybody? There's a curse on this world. Things go bad. Things that, that there's a devil in this world. There's two kingdoms operating in this world. There's the kingdom of God, but the Bible tells us that the God, little g of this world is the devil. And there's all kinds of garbage going on. And he's wreaking havoc in all kinds of people's life. And you got to be careful that you don't let the course of this world, the, the course of this world shape your expectation of what God wants to do for you. Or what he's able to do for you. Amen? The Apostle Paul said in the book of Romans, do not be conformed to the course of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the truth is that the greater one is for you. The greater one is on your side and the greater one lives inside of you. Amen. Light is greater than darkness. 
You turn on the light at your house, there's no power struggle. As long as you got power and a working bulb and, you know, all the wiring between the, the, between the, the lines outside and that fixture is working. If everything's in order, it works. Darkness never overcomes light. Light always wins. Amen. Light is greater than darkness. Faith is greater than doubt and unbelief. I think sometimes because, again, just because of the course of this world, you know, with faith, I've, I've, you know, I grew up in, 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 in a faith, in, believe in God and in what we call the faith movement, like this church came out of, you know, and I've, sometimes I found people, they would, they would have more faith in negative words than, than positive words. And they'd think, man, if they said one negative thing, it would shake them so much. Oh, my God, I can't say that. But they think they had to say something positive a million times before it would work. You know what the Bible says. God said, let there be light once. And when I woke up this morning, there was still light. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. No, man. Faith is greater than doubt. Amen. Faith is greater than doubt. I, uh, the story, I love the story of, of Lazarus. I preach on it often. One of my favorites, because no matter what you're facing today, you're better off than he was. Amen. <laughs> you got at least a four day lead on him, I tell people. And so if it's not too late for him, if it wasn't too late for him, excuse me, it's not too late for you either. Amen. So, uh, you know, no matter what, you can look to Lazarus and say, hey man, I still, <laughs> I'm still in the game. Amen. So, uh, you know, but in that story, Jesus goes there and, and he says, roll away the stone. And Mary says, no, he stinks. It's been four days. It's like, you don't understand. So she's talking doubt and unbelief. She has a bad confession, you know. She's talking the circumstances and talking the problem. And then Jesus says to her, he says, did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? And she changes. Everybody say she changes. And she starts to act like a miracle person. She starts to act like a faith person. And she rolls away the stone. Amen. And, and her act of, and her actions of faith overrode all of everything that she was doing in unbelief up before that moment. Isn't that powerful? Why is that? Because faith is greater than doubt. Amen. And you might have done everything wrong. And maybe you're believing God for something. And you might have been in out, out, unbelief and said out and out unbelief and said all the wrong things you could change today and i've got good news for you a moment of faith could override years of unbelief i know it's true somebody say amen praise god praise god light is greater than darkness god angels are greater than demons Boy, Hollywood wants to paint a different picture, you know. <laughs> Think about any movie that, that's ever been carnally made, you know, about supernatural things. The devil is like this fierce, you know, just like giant, you know. You always got some man of God in there who's like terrified, you know. And just, oh my, and just, you know, and just crazy manifestations and people's heads spinning around, you know. And, all. and the devil's so powerful, you know. If you look at the world's view, it's exactly the opposite. Somebody say amen. Amen. Yeah, he wants you to think it's like that. It's not like that. Angels are greater than demons. Amen. The Holy Ghost is greater than anything that's in the kingdom of darkness. The name of Jesus is the name that's above every other name named. Praise God. 
I, I uh, just talking about demons for a minute. I was ministering out in Elyria, Ohio. Guy comes to me at, before the service. God was, uh, <laughs> God was dealing with me about casting demons out of people, you know. And we're doing an evangelistic service. And that's not, in, that's not you know, I probably should do more of it, man. There's people that need set free. But it's not something I've done very often. And it's not something that I was planning on doing when everybody invited their lost friends to the service that night. Amen. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, you know, Jesus did it. I know I'm making some adjustments in that area. I'm just telling you where I was at, you know. And uh, I was like, Lord, he's dealing with me about casting demons out of people in this service. And I said, of course, I submitted. I said, Father, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Let, let, I'm, I'm in. You know, praise God. Where, where else can I go? You've got the words of life. Amen. <laughs> you know, I, I'm in. You're in. I'm in. You just, you know, I might be uncomfortable, but all right, I'm on board, you know. So uh, service comes. I, you know, we prayed for the sick and stuff. I forgot all about it. And then all of a sudden the service closes and I'm still have forgotten about it. This guy comes up to me and he says, hey, can I talk to you in private for a minute? And I thought it was something totally different. You know, I thought he just wanted to, you know, get some counsel on something going on in his life or something that he didn't want to say openly. So I said, sure. You know, there's one of this church had one of those uh, mother nursing rooms with the one way window. And I said, let's go back in there. You know, let's go, let's go talk. We could talk privately in there. So we went in there and he said, listen. He said, you know how I was a minister, how you're a minister? He said, well, I used to be a minister. He said, I was a priest in the satanic church. And he said, and, uh, I, I, and he started to tell stories. Even from when I was a kid, he said, I, there's been something that has been in, inside of me. He said, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy, he said. He said, I, I, one time my mom took me to a church when I was young, this Baptist church. And he said, I was eight years old and I overpowered two or three guys like your size, he said. He's like warning me before we get into this, you know, just so you know, kind of, you know, like I said, all right, you know, I'm listening to everything he says. And he says, I'm not afraid of you. He says, but there's something inside of me and it's afraid of you. And I, at that time, the first thing I said to him, I said, yeah, and it's coming out in Jesus name. Amen. Put my hands on him in the name of Jesus. I don't need, don't even remember everything I said, but it was really short. And I just said, you know, in Jesus name and. I command you, devil, come out of this man. I command you to loose him in the name of Jesus. And I think the last words I said was something to the effect of, how dare you torment this man? And just peace filled the room, just peace. And he felt, he was sitting in a chair. He fell out of a chair as if he was dead, like the Bible said. Thank God I knew that Bible story because he like passed out, out cold, boom. Jocelyn was standing outside the room. There was wood floors in that room. She heard him hit the floor like a ton of bricks, man, just bam. And, and he's just laying there, out cold. I just put my hands on him, prayed for him quietly, you know. He, and then after a few minutes, he came around and he was just weeping and he called on Jesus' name and he got born again and he was free. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. But why did I said that? He said, there's something in me that he said, I'm not afraid of you, but something in me is afraid of you. That's not the way the Hollywood movie wants you to see it. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. No, but the Bible still says... That greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The greater one's in us, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Say it again. Say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I hope this isn't too simple for y'all this morning. Amen. Because this can get you over in this day and hour. This simple truth can give you victory in every area of life. 
Amen. I don't care if it's a financial problem. If you know the greater ones on your side, human reasoning will say, yeah, but how he's going to... How is he going to get it to me? But this truth will tell you it doesn't matter what needs to be done. He's greater. He's able to get it to me. Amen. If it's a, if it's a, 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 a mental illness problem, if you're dealing with just oppression in your thought life, you could say, man, I don't know how I could be free. All you need to know is, no, I don't know how, but I know he's able to do it. The greater one is greater than this thing that's afflicting me in Jesus' name. Man, I've se- you know, I've seen it. My own family's story, my dad got, came back from Vietnam with PTSD and, you know, he'd been wounded and, and just went through all kinds of things and just was tormented. And he went to the, he went to the doctor and this is, you know, this is back early 70s, went to the doctor and they didn't have answers for him, his personal physician, went to his pastor. He didn't have answers for him. So he went to the word, amen. And he got set free, totally set free. Amen. Hallelujah, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. No matter what the devil could dream up, no matter what he could, no matter what he comes up with to come against you, the greater one is for you. Amen. He's greater. It's a simple truth, but I'm telling you, the devil in the world wants to beat it out of you. You got to keep it in your heart. You got to stir it up. You got to keep yourself fixed on it. Amen. He's for me. He's on my side. He's greater than anything that'll ever come against me. Amen. You find what he said about your situation in the word. And then you realize that he is, a, he is greater than... You say, this is what the word says about this situation. This is what the word says about my health. This is what the word says about my mind. This is what the world says about my body. This is what the world's... Uh, word, not world, excuse me. Word says about my future. Amen. Not the opposite, not what the world says. This is what the word says about my body. This is what the word says about my future. And then you stand on that and you realize that he's greater than anything that would try to keep it from coming to pass. The greater one stands behind what he said. And he's greater than any obstacle that would try to stand in its way. Greater than anything that would try to stand in its way. Amen. Hallelujah. Has this helped you this morning? I think it's helped me. Praise God. Amen. So much darkness. So much stuff going on in the world today. Yet the Bible still says the same as it's always said. Hallelujah. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We are seated with him in heavenly places. At the right hand of God. Far above all principality and power. Might and dominion in every name that is named. Not only in this world. But in that which is to come. That is our position. Hallelujah. No matter what the news says today, that is our position. Amen. We're seated above it. No matter what your doctor says next time you go, you're still seated above it. Amen. No matter what your, no matter what your bank account might be saying this morning, you're still seated at his right hand. You're still over it. Amen. Not under it. Praise God. Let's thank God as we close this morning. Let's just we'll raise your hands, if you will, for a minute. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, you're worthy. Hallelujah, Father. Praise God. We're going to minister to people real quick. Is there anybody who would like you? I have to put your hands down for a second. Thank you. Hallelujah. This is almost like Catholic Church. I'm going to have you standing up, sitting down. Amen. Raising hands. Peace be with you and also with you. Amen. (laughs) Can you tell I got some Catholic in my background? All right. Praise God. So, uh, 
We're going to pray for people. Is there anybody who'd like prayer for healing this morning? Would like hands laid on you for healing? Yeah, raise your hand. This is right there, sister there. All right, glory. Yes, amen. Everybody say, Jesus is here. Hallelujah. Thank God we don't just talk about him. He's here to do what he does. Amen. He's here to do it for you. Praise God. All right. So we'll do this. If you if you want healing in your or if you're desiring healing in your physical body, we'll lay hands on you this morning. Amen. If you're dealing with something else like um, addiction. Hallelujah. You don't even need to say anything about it. You could just come up here and when I lay hands on people. You could just say, yeah, I just need prayer or whatever. You know, you don't need to tell us any details on it. That's all right. But we're just going to believe God to set people free. I've seen it before. Amen. Seen people set free from smoking several times. And it's all the same, isn't it? It's all the same, whatever it is, whether it's heroin or food or shopping or smoking. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. God doesn't want us to be ruled and dominated by anything. Somebody say amen. And I'm telling you that, that, that the greater one, he's greater than that bondage that would try to keep you, uh, keep you bound. Amen. And God loves you. Hallelujah. And who the sun sets free is free indeed. And maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe it's mental illness. Maybe it's not a physical thing in your body. But uh, I'm dealing with, you might say I'm dealing with mental oppression. I'm dealing with mental illness. Hallelujah. The, he's greater than that. And you know, the human reasoning would always... Yeah, but you don't know. This needs to change and that needs to change. And this isn't firing properly. And that's, what is that to God? He's able to do it. Amen. I'm telling you, I've seen, you know, I don't know. I've seen things. I don't know how it happened. Praise God. I saw a woman in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. She had a metal plate in her ankle. She broke her ankle in a car accident, had a metal plate and pins going down, you know, and it was frozen solid. She could not run. She could not stand on her toes. We prayed for her in Jesus name. She immediately stood up on her toes and she took two laps around that sanctuary. I don't know what happened. I don't know if that plate dissolved. I don't know if God made it so it was like rubber. I I don't know what happened. I just know whatever the challenge, she's always up for it. Amen. You just got to shut that human reasoning off sometime and say, yeah, man, yeah, it's hard. It's not hard. It's impossible. But we have the God of no impossibility. Amen. Nothing's impossible for him. We are thinking of just other stories, you know, people raised up off of deathbeds and lungs healed and just all kinds of things. I don't know how that stuff happens. I don't think Peter, when he came to that man at the gate, beautiful, who couldn't walk. And he didn't understand what needed to change in that man's body. He didn't understand why he couldn't walk. He didn't understand what needed to be made different so he could walk. All he knew was the name of Jesus. He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He didn't under, there's no way that a, a, you know, year one fisherman, you know, for like year 30, 33 fisherman understood what was physically going on in that man's body and why he couldn't walk. Yet he understood one thing, and it's the thing we need to understand, is that the name of Jesus was enough to make it right. Amen? Hallelujah. Boy, you folks, I feel like I could preach all day, but we won't. Praise God. Those of you who'd like prayer, just come forward now, and you could just line up along the front. We're going to lay hands on you. Amen. Jesus is here. Amen. Jesus is here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come to the front today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus is here. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. 
He's here to do what he's always done. He's a merciful savior. He's a powerful savior. Yeah, you could play a little bit. Sure, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Those of you who are still remaining in your seats, if you just stretch your hands towards these people. Father, I thank you for every person that's come forward today. I thank you, Father. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing's too difficult for you, Lord. Nothing's too hard for you. The Apostle Paul said, I have no sufficiency of myself, but my sufficiency is of him. Father, I thank you. It's the same today that my sufficiency, our sufficiency here, it's not of ourselves, but Lord, in you, there is sufficiency. We do not remain in a helpless state of mind, in a weak state of mind, in a, in a, I can't do anything state of mind, because that would be disrespectful to your son, Father. That would be disrespectful to his name. That would be disrespectful to the victory that he won on the cross. To his resurrection. No, Paul said, I have no sufficiency of myself, but he didn't stop there. He said there is sufficiency and it comes from him. And I thank you, Father, that you are sufficient, Lord, to meet every need that's represented here today. And we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Yes, ma'am, yeah, what's going on? What, yeah, what's going on with it? Yeah, does it hurt you this morning? All right, hallelujah. Jesus loves you, all right? Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, in Jesus' name, back you be healed, back you be whole. Now, on the authority of the name of Jesus, on the authority of the name of Jesus, you be restored. Pain and the cause of it, go. Go in Jesus' name. Go in Jesus' name. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. Now, how would you know if something was different? I mean, can you wiggle a little or something? Or what? Yeah, go ahead and move. Yeah, what, is there anything different? Yeah, hallelujah. How are you? Is that different? Yes, it is. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. What's different? What's different? Yeah, yeah, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Say this. Say, Jesus is my healer. Say, there's bright days ahead. Amen. Let's rejoice with her. Hallelujah. Let's rejoice with her. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. I have been, I got up this morning. Yeah. In the chair over here. Yeah. This pain right here. Yeah. Lift your hands to heaven. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, we command pain and the cause of it. Go in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, be healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, rejoice. Just move as you go back. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Okay. In the name of Jesus, stop. Stop in the name of Jesus. No more. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. 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 Okay, tendons in the name of Jesus, you be restored and healed today now. Ah, easy thing for you. And yeah, and, and this, be restored now. Feeling, come back in the name of Jesus. Yeah, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. These are great days, days of great health, days of great strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, this is not, there's no downward, there's no downward decline. Things are good. God's working in this body in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Father, in Jesus name, we just command that strength, strength. The joy of the Lord is her strength. The joy of the Lord is her strength. And every bondage, every bondage, go. Be broken in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, amen. In the name of Jesus, Father, we just command that pain and the cause of it. Go in Jesus' name. Go now. Be whole in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Jesus always gave people something to do. Just move that arm a little bit. Move it in Jesus' name. How you doing? Yeah, difference. Huh? Amen. Say no more in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is your Savior. Jesus is your Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cares about all this stuff going on. He cares about all this stuff going on. He cares about the battles that you've gone through and the things that you've He's not. His plan is not just to watch you go through it. He is your Savior. He is your healer. He is your deliverer. That autoimmune disease, that condition, go in Jesus' name. Fear, we speak to you in the name of Jesus. God has not given her a spirit of fear. Fear. Go in Jesus' name. Be free today. Be loose today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Yes, yeah. Okay, Father, in Jesus' name, back you be healed today. Pain and the cause of it, go! And bonds be broken in the name of Jesus. Today, we claim freedom for this man who the sun sets free is free indeed in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Yes, yeah, hi, Lift your hands to heaven. Does it hurt you this morning? Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Go. Be free in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus. No more. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, amen. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus. Glory, glory. Surely he bore our pain, any kind of pain, joint pain. Joints be restored. Behold, in Jesus' name.